welcome, witches and friends, to another episode of Confessions of Broom Closet Witch. My name is Monica. Thank you again for joining me. Last week was a little heavy, so I apologize for that if that was not your cup of tea. This week I'm kind of focusing on sensitivity and being aware of like the energies and picking up things. I'm becoming slowly aware that I may be somewhat sensitive to future events. Now, I'm not saying that I can predict the future, that I'm that psychic kind of person. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that I might have some kind of premonition thing regarding myself. I do not claim by any means to see and sense things for other people. For me, yeah, I can see that. And I can see how an you and your set self could possibly be sensitive to your own future or events concerning yourself. You get a little kind of into the hokey stuff when you go saying into, I can see the future. Yes, tarot cards are a way of divination, astrology, things like that. But I think it's more on a personal level, you're using these as tools to kind of understand what's coming down the pike, down the path in the future. And I see those as kind of a different thing. Mostly I use tarot for understanding the way I'm feeling at the time. I do kind of get a little divinatory in it. You know, am I ever going to move out of this house kind of thing? Or am I ever going to meet somebody and fall in love? And I have had a thing happening lately where anytime I shuffle my playing cards, the king of hearts likes to jump at me for some reason. Although I think... Today, it was the Queen of Hearts, so this is getting a little interesting, a little weird, and uh, that's something I've got to keep my eye on, <laughs> but uh, who knows? I have been browsing um, some of the personals on Reddit a little more lately. I don't know. I I've seen a couple of people that look interesting, but I'm still kind of working on my self-confidence thing, so I'm not really to the point of trying to put myself out there, especially seeing as, you know, I... I'm still living with my family and being that I'm still living with my family and I'm not open with who I am fully, maybe a relationship's not the best idea right now, but the tarot cards and the way my brain is working right now, I can't, I can't help thinking about it, but that's just me. So when I'm talking about sensitivity and stuff, me personally being sensitive, I have had at least two major incidences. There may have been a few others that I'm not aware of or what have you. But I do have a couple of instances. One was when I was in high school. I was a sophomore, junior. That's about 10th or 11th grade here in the U.S. You're roughly about 15 to 16 years old. And um, it was really, really interesting. I woke up one morning and I was getting ready for school. And I went to the dryer, popped it open to grab a shirt that I wanted to wear that I knew was in there. And I grabbed the shirt, pulled it out, and I stopped. And I just kind of like blanked out for a little bit and had what I could only describe as a vision of a classmate of mine who, well, a fellow bandmate. We were, I was in high school marching band and pep band at the time. And of course he was as well. He wasn't in the same grade as me. He's a little older, but, um, and it was, happened to be somebody that I happened to have a crush on. And I stood there for a minute with this shirt in my hand and I had this plain as day image in my brain of what exactly he was going to be wearing that day for school, which included the shirt that I had in my hand that I wanted to wear. And 
I stood there for maybe two or three minutes. Wasn't too long. And then I just kind of like snapped out of it and just kind of shut the door and thought, I no. I I hesitated. I remember hesitating and thinking, if he's going to wear this, this exact shirt, then I should probably not wear it and wear something else. And then I realized, no, or not really realized, is more like I talked myself out of it, said, no, there's, there's no way, there's no way that I know exactly what he's going to wear. There's no way he's going to wear this shirt. And in the this vision, I saw him wearing jeans, this shirt, and a black overshirt. And I said, no, that there's no way, there's no way. And I got to school and I go to the, the cafeteria, we called it the commons, for the waiting out the morning before the first bell rang and we all went to class. And he was there already. And sure enough, not only was he wearing the shirt that I was wearing, that I had this vision about, he was wearing exactly what I envisioned him wearing. Now, for years, I have kind of just written this off as a thing because both of us being in the band, we both had the same band shirts. The odds of him wearing that shirt were not as relatively small as they could have been. They were actually pretty decent odds that if he was going to wear a band shirt, it probably would have ended up being the same one I was wearing. So I just kind of wrote the whole thing off as a coincidence. There's no way on earth that that is what is going on. I did not predict that he was going to be wearing this. And then I found myself trying to become more of a quote-unquote good Catholic girl. So things like that kind of got squashed down. Any actual belief in the energies of the planet that you can actually measure, believe it or not, you know, the, the energies of plants and animals, the earth, the sun itself and everything in a spiritual context or magical context of any kind, I, I kind of squashed all that down and forced myself to make peace with the fact that at that time, magic did not exist because we're good Christians and magic is sinful. Despite the fact that I never fully read the Bible and there are indications of magic throughout the Bible. And it wasn't until recently that I began to question my Catholic faith and the certain questions I have about that, like, are the saints not magical entities in and of themselves, considering that they don't get named saints until three miracles have been attributed to their name at least 50 years after their death? So that that one's always confused me. And, you know, how is Christianity not a polytheistic religion despite the fact that you have these three main pillars God Jesus and the Holy Spirit despite the fact that they're all apparently the same person I'm still confused about that one as well even though my sister and my dad have both explained it to me it's it's still something I can't wrap my brain around so all of that questioning going on in my head just kind of shut down a lot of things, shut down trying to trust my intuition and my gut instinct about things because I have had 
intuition about some things before and told myself, no, there's no way you're wrong. And I've doubted myself and then found out that in doubting myself, I was actually right the first time. And I've seen people on Reddit and actually had a conversation with one of them that uh, they kind of felt the same way. You know, we shouldn't doubt ourselves as much as we do. Our first gut instinct could possibly be correct. And more often than not, if we're strong in our convictions, even if we're wrong, well, it's okay. There's not a problem with being wrong. You learn your lesson and you move forward. And in questioning my faith and all of that and trying to find where I'm going, in 2019, actually in 2020, 2019, my grandmother was getting sick and it got into 2020 and I started staying with her. And she lives just like essentially in our backyard or she did. And I started staying the night with her after she ended up having a small stay in the hospital. And during that time, and, and this is a little bit emotional for me during that time that I was staying with her, I started having these thoughts, these, again, I can only describe it as a vision because it's a very strong picture image in my mind of this of being at my grandmother's house and it's empty just her empty house the the table cleared her spot her chair where she usually sits empty and i would push that out of my mind it's like no that that's me thinking that she's going to die soon and no i can't think like that she needs to get stronger she needs to get better she's going to be okay she's a fighter and she was she is very much a fighter and she fought for another few months and as it got closer and closer to when she passed this vision became more frequent for me and the more i i saw it the more i pushed it off and tried to push it down and then of course unfortunately she ended up passing now it wasn't like oh i'm having this sight every day it started with once in march a time or two in April. And then when it got to, by the time it got to May, it became at least once or twice a week that I would have this thought of her house being empty. And that kind of thing, it's really hard to ignore. And I tried pushing it down the best I could. And it was, I got this feeling of guilt about it that I was if she passed away I could possibly be the cause of it because I'm having this this thought process this image stuck in my head of her empty house and the thing is is no I'm not what caused her to pass away there should be no guilt connected to this this was my subconscious picking up on the fact that things were getting worse and I think helping me to adjust and come to terms with it before it happened so that that way, when it did happen, it wouldn't be so much of a surprise and it wouldn't be devastatingly painful. And it was so hard to deal with that. And only now in retrospect, do I see it the way I do now. That this was so that I could be prepared when it finally came 
I think part of that is because somewhere in my subconscious, I knew that my mother was not going to be able to handle it well. And she hasn't been, unfortunately. And I, I'm hoping that in the next couple of days, what she says is going to happen will happen. And our family will kind of get out of this rut that we're in. But I'm cut. I'm kind of afraid that it's not going to occur until we get past that first anniversary marker. So looking back at it, maybe it was to help me continue to stay strong so that I could pick up whatever slack was going to hit when my mother was hit with this painful reality, this painful truth of losing her own mom. Who knows? Um, And like I said, in my previous episode that I've, I think that this podcast is, is partly going to be shadow work for me in some way. Oh yeah. I I'm sorry. I, I wasn't trying to get heavy, heavy again, but it, it kind of happens. And this is my personal life and my personal journey. So, and that's the entire point of the podcast. So my apologies, if this is a little too heavy for you, um, since that has occurred and since I've begun moving forward and trying to find my footing in my spirituality and my practice, I have come to the realization and understanding that I'm not as fully in tune with my intuition as I'd like to be. So one of the things that I'm going to challenge myself into doing is to try to strengthen that. And yeah, I don't see it really as psychic ability, although you could technically kind of count counted as that. But everybody has intuition. Everybody has the gut feeling. Everybody has that sense of being aware of a situation. And so for me, I think that's one of the things that I want to build on and work on because intuition can help with so many things, especially with practice. It can help you read how your spell has gone, the the end of it. And if the spell is going to go right or if it's going to backfire. It can also help you to improve on reading your tarot cards if that's what you're into and possibly reading other people and understanding a situation is definitely good. And for me, I have also noticed an uptick in remembering my dreams. I'm usually such a damn heavy sleeper. Jesus, I am such a freaking heavy sleeper that I don't always remember the dreams that I have. Everybody dreams, you just don't always remember it. And up until recently, and I'm talking like in within the last, I'd say month and a half, I have not been able to remember a single dream I've had. And man, has it been a pain in the ass. But this last month and a half, I've been remembering my dreams more. And it's weird. And... The dreams, a few of them, have left me with this weird-ass feeling that just kind of sits in the pit of your stomach and just makes you freaking question your brain. Like, what the hell am I doing? What what on God's green earth is going on in my head? And no, I'm no longer Catholic or Christian, but I do still tend to use expressions like that, so my apologies. <laughs> but yeah. I, and so I found myself doing, uh, Labyrinthos tarot reads on those because while I am working on improving my 
tarot card reading through my playing cards and cardomancy, I think that's still going to take a lot more work. So using the app and having it there is really, really handy, especially because they do give you a few of the suggestive meanings for some of these cards. And god damn, if it has not helped me sort out what these dreams could possibly be telling me. Now, not every dream is going to be a prophetic one or one that it has superior meaning or deeper meaning than something just surface because I do remember one that I have had recently and I know for a damn fact that was nothing but surface dreaming. So the ones that I do wake up in the morning with that weird funky ass feeling about, those are the ones that I'm doing the tarot reads on because those are the ones to me, it feels like there's something deeper going on here. There is something up. So getting in tune with intuition in that way, definitely something that I want to do. And uh, there, there's a difference between intuition and anxiety. And that's, that's one of the things that definitely needs to be learned, I think. Because my feelings about something versus my sister's anxiety about things is entirely different. And uh, a lot of what I have regarding building intuition, I have linked to my Pinterest account. <laughs> and you can go on Pinterest and find these kind of things yourself. And uh, maybe I'll find a way to post some of them onto my Twitter and Instagram. So I can kind of share those with you guys as well. And the difference between intuition over overthinking is intuition is more of a calm, peaceful voice or feeling. And though I'll say right now, the visions that I had of my grandmother's empty house, I was still peaceful about it. I felt horrible about having those sights, but I didn't get a sense of dread. It was a sense of peace. There was nothing horrible about the house. It felt peaceful and calm. Whereas overthinking is, is the persistent, nagging, anxious, ah, oh my gosh, what is going on kind of thing. So there's a huge difference there. Intuition itself is more of what are you trying to do for the best for you? Am I doing something that's going to benefit or am I avoiding something that's scary? There's that difference as well. And knowing if this, this thing says, know your values and know your fears, but it's basically, are you creating a better situation or are you repeating a same pattern or excuse? Now, this is not to say that people with anxiety just need to have more positivity in their life. That's toxic thinking. And I would never, ever, ever, ever encourage toxic thinking. There is no way I am going to say, oh, if you have anxiety, you just need to change your perspective. No, that no, I would never, ever do that because that is a horrible thing to do. People who have anxiety do not need to hear that kind of stuff because that doesn't help anything because it's all the way their brain works and you can't just change your brain. So no, this is not to invalidate those of you who have anxiety issues. Okay. I promise. I'm just trying to show a little difference between overthinking and anxiety and intuition. Now, I do have a couple of different things pinned to my Pinterest board about how to develop intuition or psychic knowing, as one of these calls it, clair 
claircognizance exercises. And one of the main things that they suggest is meditation. A lot of meditation and knowing yourself. And meditation helps us with our practice for a lot of different reasons. It allows us to just kind of become in tune with ourselves and it allows us to kind of quiet our minds a little bit and calm everything down and just like clear everything out. And yes, if you have anxiety, that's a hard thing to do. There's, I'm pretty sure there's a way to find meditation for anxiety and mental health issues and things like that. Um, one of the things that I found has how to meditate and meditation alternatives. So that's definitely worth it. And definitely one thing I need to get back into doing. I was doing pretty decent on my meditations, but um, since things have been kind of upside down lately, where my sister's health is concerned, it kind of got thrown out the window. Um, other things that this one in particular recommends is act on gut instincts. It's always hard to do because then you start to doubt yourself and it's hard. It's hard to do when you think, no, that can't be the right answer because what if I'm wrong? Oh my gosh, what if I'm wrong? How embarrassing. But the thing is, is there's nothing wrong with being wrong. It's hard, but that's one thing that I, I know I for sure want to work on because I'm not always just going to go, ha ha, I'm going to go in this direction because sometimes it's just like, but what if, you know, that that's part of the thing is you can't always act on the what ifs. They say that the more you trust your gut, the easier it will be for you to be confident in your cognizant abilities. They also say to practice automatic writing. It's basically what is called free writing. And basically you can start with like a sentence or something and just let words flow. So that's really interesting. I think that um, of all the things, that one will take a little more work because you can stare at a piece of paper with a pencil in your hand and unless you're actually writing words out, it looks really, really daunting, that blank piece of paper. But uh, this was also on uh, one of the other things that I was looking at. Meditation and automatic writing or free writing seems to be a common way to help develop your brain into trusting your inner voice and your intuition and your gut instincts. So definitely worth thinking about. So that's pretty much what I'm going to challenge myself to do moving forward. I am going to do my best to work on building my intuition and hopefully that will lead into trusting my thought processes and help me with my decision making because I can be severely indecisive. So here's hoping, here's hoping that this works. And if it's something you want to do too, by all means, take a shot at it. If you're interested in doing this and telling me your journeys in building your cognizance and your intuition, you can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. My hash, my handle, excuse me, is nerdybywitch. I changed it because it was not the same. It is nerdybywitch. And, uh, I'm trying to be better about posting on both of my social media accounts. <laughs> I will get better at it. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. I truly, truly appreciate all the support that you guys have given me, or you all have given me, pardon me. I'm working on getting that out of my vernacular. 
I, I truly do appreciate it. I hope you've been enjoying these episodes. I know I have. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful time of day it is, wherever you're at. I will see you all next week. Blessed be.